When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Paulie. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. That's an elephant a noose. <laughs> You've got a slide coming out an elephant's a noose. Hi, I'm Joe Marler. And I am Tom Fordyce. And this is Things People Do. Some people do amazing things. On this show, we meet AI experts. We meet drag queens. We meet prison guards. And some people who do other things, like recruitment. Cheesemakers. Drainage engineers. Because everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. See, I used to hate people, but this podcast has changed me. And now I can't get enough of people and the weird and wonderful things they do. Okay, so your bone is a bit like a Cadbury's Crunchy. The guy with the toilet brush stuck up his bum gave oh. a fantastic story. I have been caught affecting a customer's car. <laughs> <laughs> On the show today, my name is Chris and I am a playground designer. Playgrounds are just another level. It's basically a spotty cock. <laughs> Climb that, fuckers. You're just pushing the swing with no one on it. That's weird. Brilliant. I wonder what the biggest climbing frame in the world is. Ooh, and if it's his actual job to test out all those slides. Let's find out. Welcome to Things People Do. Hello, Chris. Hello. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Thank you very much. You are a playground designer. I am, yeah. That's exactly what it says on the tin. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You design playgrounds. That's that's what I do. I mean, I design them, I'll go out and I'll meet and I'll consult about, you know, kind of what it what, what it is that people want to achieve with their playgrounds, whether it's a complete rip out of everything and start over again, um, whether it's a school that wants to kind of redevelop their outdoor learning areas or, you know, or it's a, or it's someone that has got some play equipment that's, you know, they want to have a look at and to be serviced and make sure is is safe. So yeah, sort of cover all all bases really within within the play industry. Right, Joe. I'm going to name some constituent parts of a playground. You're going to tell me um, how much you enjoy slash enjoyed them. Okay. Yep. Slide. Yeah. Ah, oh, I used to enjoy them. A straight slide or a curly slide? Both. Or one of the ones we like. No, I would prefer a curly slide. 
because my ass wouldn't fit down the straight ones. They tend to be too narrow for me. That is that is sometimes it. We there is a you can get wider slides, mm, okay. a nice big double mm, slide. Mm. Uh, I've also double fallen slide. foul to your uh, your dilemma as well. Yeah, you so get stuck in it. Though. Yeah. So no, I was uh, you know inspecting a piece of play equipment or with a slide on it. I was at the top and uh, I thought. Oh, the no one watching, I'm just, you know, slide down and come off it. But I had my backpack on and I went to slide down. My backpack got caught in the <gasps> in the little bridge at the top. And I the only way I could get out was by undoing my jacket and sliding out and slipping underneath <laughs> and leaving it all behind me. It's quite James uh, Bond. <laughs> I love the Not way quite. you started. <laughs> oh, I was uh, doing an inspection of the playground and uh, when no one was looking, I thought I'd give the slide a go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was, I was at the top to start with. I didn't just go up there to start with. But um, yeah, I sort of got, got down and, you know, did the kind of, you know, gymnast stand at the end to kind of... Nice. Salute to three sides. Yeah, but the yeah. slide is a staple, isn't <laughs> Three and a bit better. It's your staple of a playground. You can't have a playground without a slide. Have you ever seen a playground without a slide, Tom? They've always got a slide. I'm just wondering because the ones of my youth used to have, used to be a straight run down, Chris, but then it would have a long runoff area. Yeah. Oh. And then the sides would drop away for the runoff area. Yeah. So if you were in any way overbalanced, Joe, you could... Gone. Oh, is that why? I've always wondered why at the bottom of the slides that I take the kids there, that there's no, like, lip on either side. Your lip would launch you, wouldn't it? Chris? No, no, I mean, yeah, like, on the sides. I mean, to keep you in. At the end, there's none. So you can just get off. Is it because different people of different sizes and weights might go a different distance down the runoff? And if you had the sides in the runoff and someone only needed half the runoff, they can't exit the runoff particularly easily if there's sides. Take the sides away. Wherever your body shape takes you on the runoff area, just step away. I'm uncomfortable with the amount of times you said runoff. <laughs> <laughs> but it is important to have that at the end right. of the slide. You need the space to have that runoff at the end. Otherwise, you know, you couldn't just go straight into a, a fence, a wall. Hang on, is that... An We're not idiots, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to design a slide that goes straight into a wall? Yeah, but well, everyone could, wants to try new things these days, you know what I mean? I'd quite like that if there was like a bigger hole, so there's no runoff and it's a direct... <laughs> And you just fall in this hole of like cushioned rubber, you know? Yeah. That I've dug out. <laughs> are you bouncing out of it or are you just sinking? No, you, just, you just plop in there. What do we think collectively is the quickest way down a slide, right? Is it sitting upright, just so your bum and your legs are touching it, Chris? Yeah. Is it lying flat for aero purposes or in the technique that some people use in tubes, in the water tubes, you're lying down but you go up on your shoulder blades as if... Your shoulder blades are the runners on a sledge, huh. and then maybe just the buttocks or possibly a heel. Hmm. What do we think? Yeah. I've I've found like curving my my hunch and lifting my legs off and my ass sort of up. You know when you try and tuck your belly button into your make your belly button touch your back. Pilates style. You know, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do that sort of thing like that. So it curls my back and my legs are up, and then I'm just sliding down on my hunch like a turtle. <laughs> That's what I found is the best technique. Yeah, I think I think probably lifting your feet up mm. would make you go a bit quicker because mm. obviously if you've got you know rubber soled shoes or anything else like that, the one thing that you see that I mean probably everyone's seen that the kids videos, kids fail videos where they're coming down a slide and they've got wellies on and obviously the back of the wellies dig into the metal of the slide and it just stands them upright and they just <gasps> they just 
tumble down the slide. Some of the best uh, videos to watch. <laughs> yeah. I would say, yeah, probably feet off the feet in the air. I've made the assumption that we're going down feet first because <gasps> there are the daredevils, of course, yeah. who would take the Superman approach. Head yeah. first. Yeah. I probably wouldn't advise that in my position of saying the head first because yeah. of, you know, what it's everything set up to do and to making it safe, but it certainly probably would be, it could be quicker. But you're meant to have designed it so that it is safe for me to go down a slide no matter which way I want. Essentially, yes. In theory. But, in theory, but you need to cover your ass. But it's always nice to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I actually think it's better off if you take a bottle of fairy liquid with you <laughs> and just go for it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Chuck it, chuck some of that down the slide, and then wow. it doesn't matter what technique. Whatever technique. You're mm. fucking going for Doing. it. Just love that. Well, it just works if you roll out a big tarp on the ground. That's and good. Then take Daniel. a yeah. run and jump. And yeah. That's what I love that. Let's talk about some other staples of a playground, Tom. Swings. Mm. What do you think about swings? There's two things I think about swings. There is that weird technique that you need to make a swing work. Yeah. Whereas when you're going forwards, you point your toes out. Mm. And when you're coming back, you tuck your feet underneath. Yeah. Like, all of us do that as kids. Isn't it a bit weird? Like, why do we need to do that? I think it's to do with having the, the, the creating the motion that then will create the swing. I'm not going to get scientific on it because I'm... I'll probably get it wrong, mm. but in terms of the pendulum motion, if that you put your legs out and then pull them back, it will pull you. So it pulls the weight back to central again as you come back, and then you extend it back out, and then it comes back in again and goes back out again. Now let's name some classic swing designs. I can only think of the flat one. Yeah, flat seat swing. You know, just it's called yeah. a flat seat, flat swing. seat swing. Yeah. More recently, the round sort spider of spider web, spider web with a with a, with a rope. Yeah, roped edge basket swing basket oh. swing for and you lie on it you have to lie on it you can't sit on it you can't really st well you can stand on it and then there's one at my local park in Uckfield which is a it's like a F1 seat yes it's like a sit up oh. sort of yeah. seat that so swings and it's really safe comfy but quite big for a swing and I'm like is there any other the there? reason why that is yeah. is it's for able-bodied and disabled children as well. Oh. So you could put a toddler in it. Yeah. Or someone that was younger and still learning, you know, and if they, somewhere that wanted to be a bit more secure, but also you could transfer some child from a wheelchair into that swing and then still be safe. Makes sense. So, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the basket swing is good for that as well. And there are, you know, we do manufacture a swing where you can actually put a wheelchair in, clamp it on, nice. and then swing with it as well. So it kind of covers that whole a wheelchair swing, basically. What yeah. about the ones that you have if you're younger, where your feet go into? It's almost like a oh yeah, like yeah. A cradle, <laughs> like a high chair, cradle. yeah, high... cradle swing. Oh, mm. cradle swing. There you go. Oh, see how we're stumbling upon these names. <laughs> There's a point, Joe, isn't there, where you put your kids in these things and their legs will be too straight to get the angle right. You, you just that? just jam them in. Them in. Yeah. <laughs> just jam them in. Then you're like, how are you getting them out? And then you're like, oh, God, I like them ones. Yeah, and there's quite often, like talking about the fail video, there's quite often, a, you'll see every now and again, a video of someone too big that's tried to get into <laughs> into one of those swings and then it cuts to the fire. Do you think you could actually like fit in one there. now, Tom? Yeah. Do you think? No, you're a little I reckon I could big. squeeze in. I feel like we stuffed you in there. Oh, thanks. <laughs> is it possible, Chris, to do, I don't know if this is urban myth, 
Right. Let's do a full loop the loop. I can't confirm nor deny that might be possible. I don't think that's possible because don't the chain wrap around the top of the thing? Yeah, there are some swings. And you, they're not manufactured now, but there are still swings, some swings that might exist that have the mechanism where it can do a full, oh. a full, a full loop to it. But quite often you see the kids in the park, they'll just swing it so it just rotates and rotates and rotates until it goes all the way up. There's other mechanisms to stop it doing that as well because obviously it's that's sort of unsafe to let it wind up. But yeah, that is one of those urban myths, urban legends that you always saw the kid that went, did the full loop at the park. And they were like, ah, oh, did you? Yesterday at the park, I saw I saw Sammy. He did the full loop. Like, no way. And that just kind of, I think that still goes on now. So that is, we've talked about the classic slide, the classic swing. Tell us about some of the wonders that you have designed. I can show you if you'd like. Yes, yes please. I've please, got some photos. Yeah. Okay, so we have got some of the towers and things that we've designed over the years. I mean, this, this one I'll just show you first off, the freed, 3D. Right, I'm going to describe what I'm seeing and you can talk, whoa, that's massive. So Joe, what we have here is almost oh, like yeah. sections of telegraph pole, that no. sort of, but it's huge, there's multiple angles. It looks a bit like pickup sticks, like a big pile of pickup sticks. Yeah. You've got so many options. You've got netting, cargo netting that's horizontal, that's vertical. You've got any number of angles. No, it looks like kaplunk. <laughs> yeah. You know that's what you I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. The marble. Some yeah. people have referred to it as almost like a pickup sticks. It's, yeah, it's a clamber stack. So clamber it's stack. a clamber, clamber stack. stack. So in terms of looking at it and how it would, the idea is that children can play on it from any angle. It's not like linear play, like a timber trail where you just start at one end and play all the way through to the other. It's this open-ended structure that is, you know, really looks really great in a sort of um, a rural environment with lots of trees around it and it looks like a lot of fallen trees all on top of nice. one another. And, you know, children can just create their own imaginative play within this one mega structure. So, and I have, well, I'll show you this. This one is... So I'm going to describe this again. Wow, this almost looks like tower. a church tower mm. because we've got the sloping roof, but from the church tower is coming a bendy tube, a smaller slide. Again, it's got this, it clearly isn't random, Chris, because you have designed this very carefully, but it's got a joyously random look to it as if it has sprung from the ground or grown from the Mate, ground. Playgrounds in this day and age are just another level. Yeah, they're phenomenal. They're fucking unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. And what's what, what's amazing is, is that it's not just me. I have uh, the benefit of where I can come up with a design. I can create something from nothing. I can go meet the client at site and I can, or sit down with the kids at school and we can find out exactly what it is that they want to achieve, whether it's uh, play that's linked to education within a school or whether it's play that is in, a, in, in an outside play park that is just purely for play. I can design something on paper and I'll sit down with the client and I'll draw it out with them as I'm there, the kind of the concept, the idea. I've got an incredible team of graphic designers in an office that basically can turn our ideas into reality. And obviously, talking about all the safety side of it, and we sort of laugh about kind of bits that, you know, you want to make. But there are some times where I've, you know, tried to put something together or suggested something and they've gone, absolutely not. You know, that you you cannot put this, 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 like in this way, in this way. And, you know, they're an amazing group of guys and, and girls in the office that, that make sure that these things are not only safe, but, you know, engineered perfectly as well because obviously that's a lot of timber that goes into that and it's majority of timber certainly the play equipment that I work with is, is timber it's a lot easier to work with you can manufacture it more it's cheaper than steel play structures and it's warmer as well so in the winter much nicer to play on yeah so in the winter if you even if like if you go out in September and you've got a cold September's morning you, you hold a swing post that's a metal frame swing post it's freezing cold and this will keep its temperature uh, kind of a constant all year round so there's the, a lot of science that goes the into the thought that goes into making these playgrounds now 
Oh my God. Yeah, but especially when you're working at schools and the school is saying that they want to achieve something. So whether it's they want to improve their imaginative play or they want to improve their creative play or they want to improve their physical play, there is all different aspects that we can design and we can introduce that are that cover all those bases and the same with things like outdoor learning as well so we can add mathematics into play equipment we can add languages into play equipment as well and and geography with having you know the surfacing having maps cut into soft play surfaces and things like that so you know it's it's all about enhancing their learning environment and talking about structured play as well i'm pretty sure all three of us that when we were in school you had that lunchtime break time where you just ran around in circles for half an hour and then you went back I in. didn't do any running <laughs> I know what you mean but <laughs> span no around in circles here, yeah <laughs> and you know you go back you know the, you go back into a classroom and it take you half an hour to calm down and recover so it's linking behavior and play as well so if we can create structured play environments for a playground a school playground where the kids are learning through their play they're learning social skills communication skills language skills then they've got all of their physical development as well with your kind of grip and grasp and reach and grab and balance and coordination and reach and stretch and all of those aspects that they come back into the classroom better settled and kind of in a better place. And also kids that wanted to go and play football and tennis and rugby and, and netball at, at break time and lunchtime, there's a whole cohort of children that don't want to do that. They want to learn and they want to play in different ways. So they play by creating their own imaginative games. And where something like this, the one that I showed you, is that there's no, there's a tower and there's ropes and there's timbers and there's slides, but it's quite nondescript. So 25 kids can go and play on that. Each one of those 25 kids has their own imagination and they have their own ability to create their own games within that one piece of equipment. You can do a boat and a plane and a train and everything else like that, but it will only ever be a plane and a boat and a train. But where you're creating towers and those clamber stacks and those big pieces of equipment, they can be whatever they want to be. So you can have five kids there that are, you know, climbing Everest. You can have five kids that are defeating a dragon. You've got five kids that are, you know, just hanging out. And there's just all these different things going on in one piece. Tom, did you think there was <laughs> all of this behind Children Playground? I didn't, and I'm so glad there is, because <laughs> that tower you've just shown us, that makes total sense to me, Chris, because I can imagine as a kid they would map their own imaginations onto that playground. I literally because... just pictured myself climbing up that tower and then going just fucking pretending far off um, and arrows and going, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm protecting it. and then I've got my mate tucked in there. Don't worry, you're the king. I'm, I'm protecting you from there. Quick, you've got to then move out. Go down go down that slide. They're coming there after us. I just want to get into it now. Yeah. Can you make bigger ones? Yeah, there is. Like, no... like adult ones. Um, I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't play on that. I mean, there's there no probably is other parents would probably object to Joe <laughs> pretending to fire bone yeah. arrows. I don't know. I just kind of see this kind of you at the top of the, you know, firing off all the kids trying to get to you at the top. I just think that's kind of, I think it would work quite well. What are the worst death traps you've seen, Chris? I've seen some horrendous things over the years. I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years. There was one particular playground where they tried to fix it. It had broken. The, the bits that on the top, the platform of the playground had broken and they'd replaced it with kind of chipboard. And this was a local, tiny little parish council in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Basically, they replaced it with this chipboard and they put it on with these metal clips <laughs> around the outside. But that was about 10 years ago. 
And this park wasn't used by many people, so it kind of got unnoticed and they hadn't been checking it out. But basically what happened is this, this, the outer edge of the wood had just slowly and slowly disintegrated over, the, over that period and basically left what I can only describe as like the bottom of a lawnmower <gasps> sticking out, but as the, as the roundabout. So as you would spin it, there was these metal bits sticking out as they go round. And, you know, if any child or any adult had got, you know, within three inches at the, of the edge of the roundabout, shins goodbye. That sounds what? like something that would have been created in Hostel. You know, the film Hostel. <laughs> yeah. It sounds yeah. like Hostel, something yeah. from the chariot race in Ben-Hur. Yeah, so basically just said to the council straight away, you know, you need to... Whose responsibility is it to maintain it? Whoever, whoever owns it. Yeah, whoever owns it. The school, the local council, things like that. You have to have it inspected. You know, and that's something that's something else that I do as well, as a as a qualified inspector of of playgrounds, is that I can go around and I can advise on what is safe and not safe, and I can make recommendations of the changes they need to make. Um, things like rotten timbers they need to be replaced immediately. The equipment needs to be closed off. Uh, things that you know caps that need to be replaced, and you know that, so there's no kind of screws and bolts that are sticking out. Things like that. Edges of slides, surfacing, making sure that the surfacing is all intact and and everything else like that. So just making sure that as much as fun it is, it's it's a safe environment as well for the kids to play in. Let's have a little break there, Joe. And when we come back, I think we should design your dream playground. Can it be our dream playground? Oh, yeah. And not with that tone of voice. <laughs> yes, it can. <laughs> Perfect. Joe, I must say, you are looking magnificent today. Well, I'm glad you've noticed, Tom. I've gone and got myself a new wardrobe from Hera. Hera, you say? Please tell me more. Hera are my new favourite clothing brand. They offer good quality, attainable clothing and specialise in denim and comfortable sweats. Although they have a massively versatile and wide range of pieces for both men and women. You can go for an oversized look more suited to me, as well as a more tailored look for people like yourself, Tom. This does sound good, Joe. But say I go and get myself a brand new wardrobe, what happens if something's not quite right with my new Hera stuff? You could just send back your items for a refund, Tom. No problem. Their return system is very easy to use. Even you won't have trouble with your tech skills. Well, that's good news. Honestly, their stuff is great. Fits me lovely, great colours, and it's super comfy. Also, they've got loads of ways to earn points and exclusive rewards every time you shop. Absolutely ideal. Where can people find Hera, Joe? You can go and treat yourself to a brand new look at heraclothing.com. That's H-E-R-A clothing.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is sponsored by Pool or Nothing. Yes, it's Sarah Pool. To be more like Sarah, go to patreon.com forward slash things people do, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. So those were the adverts, Joe. We're now going to design 
our dream playground, what should we start with? Right. So <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of my favourite memories at parks and what my favourite park was. They're all pretty bad, if I'm honest. That one I used to sit in the twirly one, but then the slide got set alight. <laughs> I remember falling off an elephant. Did you ever have a metal elephant no. or a metal or a metal bike? Talking of elephants, do you want me to show you something that's that's elephant related? Please, yeah. Parks? You ready for this? <laughs> I've just seen this. So what have we got here, what Joe? What the fuck is that? That's an that's an elephant a noose. <laughs> You've got a slide coming out an elephant so a this, noose. So this isn't anything I've designed. That's or, a life-size elephant. But these, I thought I'd put together some of the worst or stupidest or idiotic play equipment I've ever seen. And, <laughs> and, and I thought you'd like it. Because some of them well, are not, got not a, really suitable for children. Okay, we have a two, a giant two-story <laughs> 3D elephant and it's just lifted its tail to the right-hand side so that a bright orange butt plug slide can be inserted <laughs> and then we can now see a child crawling up right. into the elephant's anus. <laughs> the answer to what do I want first in our park <laughs> is a life-size elephant with a slide coming out a noose. Doable? Doable. <laughs> right, we've now got an image of a really shit slide that is wedged against the wall <laughs> so you can't climb up it. If you did slide down it, you'd hit a wall straight away. Yeah, but I like that. Do you want that in our dream play? I like that, because you know what the outcome's going to be. How you can put the brakes on? Is that no, part of the fun? Well, that's it. You, you know what it's going to be. Okay, I've got another idea. And you've got, you. it's like a it. challenge to go and do it anyway. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Do, okay, yeah, you ready? One, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Right. So this is meant to be a climbing wall, um, and it's done in that sort of... It's phallic shape. It's basically a spotty cock. <laughs> it's a giant spotty cock, and you're going to make your way up Climbing up the spotty cock by putting your hands and your feet on the spots on the giant <laughs> cock. And on that theme, we then have. What is that? What, what is, is that? Is that? Load I of can't giant work it out. Cock and balls. Yeah, basically, it just looks is like. Is it a climbing frame with loads of. But there's. on all, I thought there were dumbbells to start with. I yeah. Thought, oh, that's not too bad. But there's actually one on one end and They're two on the other. They're actually the same shape as my. Where are you um, going? What are you taking out? My tattoo. I got an M on my chest <laughs> for Maggie. And <laughs> I, I went back and showed it to Daze. And the first thing she said was, <laughs> why have oh, you got yeah. a cock and ball on your chest for yeah. our daughter? I went, yeah, I can see it. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. That's basically a load of cock and balls. And then we've got... That just is a penis. Right, okay. okay. So what's it meant to be? That's work, not... Can you work it out what it's meant to be? A spaceship? It's a dragonfly. That's not a dragonfly. It's a you're looking yes, at it, it is. You're looking at it you're from behind. You're looking at it wrong. So this is the tail. Oh, I'm looking yeah. at the thorax, and that's the penis. Yeah. And then the head of the, of the dragonfly looks like the balls. Yeah. But it looks very much like a, a ridged penis. And also, it looks like it was taken in a hot country. There's a gleam off the off the, the bell end. The issue I have with that, Chris, is that that doesn't look like it does a lot. It's I, just a, no. A, so I, I think it's a it's, dragonfly yeah, model that's I think shaped just, like a cock. Yeah, I don't think it moves. Where's the imagination in that? They just kind of sit and go <laughs> backwards and forwards no, on no, the giant cock. No. I can't think of what they might use. And this one, <laughs> human centipede. No, no. What, what is what that? Is the, so. Describe what you're seeing here, Joe. First of all, we'll try and put these on our social media feeds, but Joe, literally just describe the image that Chris has shown well, us. Well, it is literally a human centipede, but mo a model of the human centipede. There's a head up another arse, up another arse, <laughs> up another arse, up a groin area of a lad that's looking back at you with a really happy happy face. So the only thing I can think of that that was is like the leapfrog game. Is there, who in their right mind as a designer arms? is going to go, I mean, yeah, this will work. That's like four successive leapfrogs have gone wrong. They've fallen short 
And the person they're leapfrogging has decided to pull their trousers down. And as they've fallen short, their head has become fully immersed in the next person's anus. So designing your playground, yeah. you need to avoid those. That was yeah. kind of my what not to do. That's right. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's design it. Let's go with, we need to choose what swings we want. We need a seesaw in there. Oh, yeah. What sort of roundabout we want. What sort of slide we want. Mm -hmm. And... Can we have a zip wire? Yeah. Like a climbing frame zip, zip wire. Really okay, the, the climbing frame is... Right, let's do that. Right, slide. We agree we want an elephant a new slide. Yep. Quite, how high? Well, I don't think. I think a life-size elephant is going to give us too short a slide because the anus is only coming from sort of head height. Oh, yeah. Is, well, there an, is there an unlimited budget for this? Yeah, we'll yeah pretty much. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. Through just the roof, in. mate. Okay. So roof. could we have an elephant that's quadruple the size yeah. and you can climb up the trunk, so there's ridges cut into the trunk, so you can climb up the trunk into the elephant's brain Yeah. and then the elephant, for some reason, is, his ribs are exposed, so you can use the ribs to... <laughs> to climb through the intestine and then enter the anus slide. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> did you just do? No, mate. Just chuck a slide through the arse of an elephant. Well, that's more straight. And slide down it. Were you talking about like the ribs becoming like monkey bars? Yes. They swing through the internals, yes. and then you've got things hanging down that you've got, you know, that you've got to go through. Intestine, the guts. Right, okay. Just this chuck a it. slide up its arse. How are you getting to the top of the slide? You're not going back up the anus slide because then only one child at a time can use it. You need a separate entry point, hence using the other end, the trunk. Yeah, the steps are obviously on the trunk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the nonsense in between. Well, how are you? How are you travelling from the brain area to the anus? Look, there's an elephant. Yeah, it's very basic. That's its trunk. Yeah. So you're going to climb up the steps. Up the trunk. And the slide. I know where the slide. No, is listen. Out. The slide goes up its ass and through oh, it. Oh, interior and it's, slide. It's head, so it goes straight through it. So it's like a tunnel slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then comes out there. So you've gone up there, got on the slide, and then. So the trunk forms the start of the slide. No. Trunk of the steps. Trunks of steps. Yep. You climb in the head because it's had a fucking slide chucked through its arse and head. <laughs> and then you go down it and you go, wee! So what you're, 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 you begin your journey internal to the elephant. So you basically get the sense of what it'd be like to be a foodstuff because mm. you're brought in by the trunk mm. and then you're processed through the belly mm. and then you're launched out of the anus like an elephant shit. Yes, but you know we spoke about the runoff that you two liked at the start yep. of slides. There's no runoff. It's a drop into a sunken dugout hole of cushions like yeah like deflated yoga balls you know the yoga balls the big balls that they do like, pilates and yoga yeah. and shit so like semi inflated them and it's all slimed so it's it's actually replicating you being elephant shit so you you've gone through it and then you come out and you fall into this hole that's like I'm a pile of turd. Oh, I see what you mean. So the, you know what the I mean? yeah, so the the actual yoga balls simulate or, or yeah, represent that's this, yeah, that's all the you're in elephant this, turd. Yeah, elephant turd. You're going straight into the turd. So we all agreed on the elephant turd hole, elephant up the anus. Big time. It's a good start. Okay, good start. So that's our slide option that we've ticked off. Do we need to theme? Just thinking here, Joe. Chris, do we need to theme? our playground now because we have the elephant and noose thing. Do we need other jungle elephants to provide a theme or is it, I mean, I hesitate to say this, Joe, is it an anus-themed <laughs> playground? 
I don't think we should restrict ourselves okay. to the Anus. I think you've gone to the jungle theme. <laughs> okay. We'll move away from So we got the jungle theme. So you could have some kind of timber trail that was raised off the floor. So it was like you were swinging through the trees. Fucking this, my man. This is could, a... here we go, if we're going to do jungle theme, could the monkey bars actually be monkeys? You could probably, it would take some engineering. Some tails of the monkeys. Tails of the monkeys were, the, were what you swang from. Like a prehensile Yeah, tail. we could certainly add some kind of graphics to them and other bits and pieces that would... <gasps> the Great Wall of Vaginas. Yes, like the Museum of Modern Art the in Hobart. Oh my God, the museum... fuck off the monkey, fuck off the jungle theme. You could use We've not as... got a theme. You could the use theme is climbing wall grips. Yes, we are having a Great Wall of Vaginas. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is appropriate if you were to put this in a school. No, no, this is our... This but this is just your private play area. Yeah. This is what you're going to yeah. build so at my house. There's a museum in, is it Finland or Iceland or somewhere like that? That's the. It's in Hobart. So this came up, Chris, oh, okay. in our episode about museums. Museums. Ah, oh, there we go. And I Great Wall of Vaginas. I've been to this. That's, I think this is probably where I've heard it from then. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone full circle. I like, I like how it went to Finland. But Joe's mistake was thinking that, because it a, it's a piece of art, Joe assumed for reasons that can only be explained by what happens in Joe's head, that it was a climbing wall and that there was basically an easy route with bigger vaginas with bigger handholds. And then more like a... <laughs> but now... We could make it come true. Yeah. So, what have we got? Remind me to this. We got this. elephant and a noose slide. Yep. So that's number one. Number two. Right. We need swings. No, no. Number two was Great Wall of Vaginas come to life. Yeah. Number three, monkey bars that are monkeys. Monkey bars that are monkeys. Sw and number four, swings. Swings. I thought you'd bring more. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, once you say swings, it's very hard for your brain not to just show you swings. Yeah, just, just the swings that we were talking about earlier. Just the. Yeah. I would probably say maybe uh, you can have a set of swings that is five, six swings all around in one frame, where they swing into each into the middle. So they reach that point. You know, like the executive the, toys. The executive toys, but. So they, you hit each other and then you have to but no, bounce out. No, but they're so far, they are perfectly aligned that they cannot meet in the middle. So even though they look like you're about to hit someone, you cannot hit them because the depth perception of how <gasps> far back they're set. So you have the kind of, the crash, but I'm not going to crash swings. Yes. Or, you know, like on those, this stick with me here, Joe, First World War fighter planes where they got a machine gun that fired through the propeller. Yeah. Right, what about having... <laughs> A mechanism so the five swings as they come in they pass each other but they can never actually strike each other so you get the sensation of people flying past you isn't that what you just said Chris yeah it is yeah sorry I thought yours weren't meeting <laughs> I thought you were coming short of a central point. Um, yeah, you just wanted to through. drop in some sort of World War One knowledge. But you're saying so they come across each other at angles, so they could hit each other, but they don't. This is all in the timing. But then you're relying on children to or the, hit the timing the, right. Or you, or you. Oh, hang on, no, kids aren't coming no, to the Great no Wall of Vaginas, mate. So, this is our, this is our. <laughs> so we're relying on you two and others to swing perfectly. No, in there's time. something in the mechanism. Okay. There is some, in the way that you said that a swing sometimes can't go over the top because the mechanism yes you're looking at me like this is impossible to well, I, nothing's impossible mm. but I this beg might, to differ, but, this but we might don't be. need to get into that <laughs> uh, well yeah but what about that there's also a swing where it's a big uh, roped 
looks like a snake. Yeah, you can, you know that yeah, you can stand you can on it's like those. a big yeah, thing like that a, was going to knock down gates of yeah. a castle. Battering ram. A battering ram. It's like shaped like yeah, that. Yes, so you can have a log swing. Yeah. So you can have maybe two and a half meter, three meter log that's suspended by ropes and that can swing back and forth and you can sit on it and straddle it. Yeah, like and, a cock. <laughs> <laughs> If you wanted to create it in that shape, um, that is absolutely possible. What if... And you can straddle the cock and swing back and forth. I am just think we have to be very careful with the placement of both the, the cock and then the Great Wall of Vaginas and the elephant's anus. <laughs> just to clarify, strictly an adult only. <laughs> yeah. It's a strictly yeah. an adult only playground. I don't think no? I could pitch any of these into That's a private school. Strictly adult only. This episode is sponsored by the following delightful people. The Carvery, Toby St. John, Seasick, Steve Copeland, Alan the Burj Khalifa, The Van Man, James Napier, Ryan Youngman, oh, there's no need to fill down, Alexander the Great Bakuza, your average Joe, Wesley, Prince Philip, I come easy peasy Matthews, and Dave the Wily Fox. The influencer Jade Ingram, Fab, you, Luz, Craig Jones, the baker Greg Edwards, and St. David Ashby. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash things people do, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. What can we do with our zip wire that references a previous episode or guest? Can we do a zip wire? We can. Yeah, zip wire is great. What's the limit to that one? No, it's adult, so it's limitless. That's limitless. I would say probably about 30 metres in length okay. is the longest you're going to get with something like that. That's. Yeah. But you could do it over water. Well, you couldn't. But in your playground, you could have it over, over water or you could have it no. over sand. Or... No, I'd quite like it over, you know, like a... Uh, trampoline parks or yep. like indoor play yeah, stuff. Yep. They have the beams and you can fall into the soft cubes yes. and stuff. So I'd like big a, pit of soft a big play pit cubes. of soft yeah. play cubes shaped as cheese. Okay. And I'd like the wire to be shaped like a cheese wire. Oh. And at the t either end, it's a wheel of cheese, the two halves of cheeses, like that, cheese eye. And that is a nod to Ned Palmer, the cheese monger. There we go. And we can have yeah. a cheese wire. And what are you, when you're on the zip wire, what, what role are you playing? Are you just the cheese eater or? What do you mean? Because we've got the wire up ahead. Yeah. But the cheese is either end. Yeah. What cheese based thing are you doing as you slide down? Is it a journey through cheese? No, it's just, it was just a cheese theme, Tom. So it's basically a zip wire, but with cheesy elements. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But unless you want to, you know, add to that, do you want the seat to be a wheel of cheese or? Are you sitting not hanging? <gasps> no, I know. No, no. You know, you have to sit. Like it, you see, it's a it's a long pole, isn't it? Yeah. I want that to be a cheese string. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, I want the base to be a baby bell. Yes. So it's a cheese string baby bell, and you're swinging back and forth, and it's got to be 117 meters. Okay. Because why not? Yep. I We're fucking that. doing it. I accept that. Do what we fucking want. Do you know what I mean? You want to pick up some speed. Uh, that's quite a long pit, isn't it? Of cheese. But it's your park. So. Has to be real cheese cubes as real, well. Oh, real cheese cubes, not foam cheese <laughs> halloumi, cubes. Halloumi. Halloumi yeah, cheese cubes. It's so bouncy. Yeah. Halloumi cheese um, cubes. You'd squeak, you know, as you go into it, yeah. you make that squeak noise of oh, going into the squeaky fuck. cheese. And then we need to finish off with 
what did we say? That's our. Did you want to have your roundabout in there? Oh, uh, right. Let's finish it off with a with a round roundabout. What sort of roundabout are we chucking in there? Well, it sounds like you want like a generator activated roundabout that had that wheel mechanism attached to it anyway. Built in. Built in. A built in centrifugal force like the ones they have with the R8. You know, when, when astronauts, they go into the centrifugal thing and get spun around. This could round. be our tribute to Tim Peake. <gasps> and then you've got your, yeah. What about the roundabout is an astronaut's helmet and you open up the lid, the, the visor to get in it. Yeah. And it's padded. It's padded on the inside. You've got some seats. You close the visor. You press the button. Yeah, so okay. you could have a handle that's cranked outside. Oh, yeah. It's nice. Cogs that build up. Together, yeah. Yeah. So it's still this. We're not using any kind of, you know, not D's or anything, but we've got this kind of hand-generated yeah. crank with a number of cogs that then start making it go fast. You get some fucking... And that, that can actually get up to, like, 3G's. So you're, like, on the back... I'm thinking on the back of, a, you know, the carnivals that you go to yeah. and you get on those... Things that yeah. keep you in by gravity without yeah. locking you in. I want one of them. Yeah. Technically possible, Chris? Yeah, technically possible. Again, this is just for your special playground. I don't think I'd get away if I tried to design something like that for the real world. I think that it would uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't pass what um the the design team in 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 house and they'll say, no, Chris, this is another one of your silly ideas. But for your <laughs> playground, it will happen. Absolutely. We're gonna make it happen. Make my dream come true one day, please, Chris. Yeah, of course. Okay, so ours may be a dream at this stage what are the most extravagant playgrounds you've ever um, seen, Chris? so there is one that's just opened in the UK and it is the world's largest playground it's up at Alnwick Castle in Northumberland yeah. which is where they film some of the Harry Potter the bit I remember from it is on the broomsticks in the very first film what so castle Alnwick Castle A L N Almond it's very start of it so I'll write it down for you Right, so this has opened up in the UK recently. Yeah, and do you want to have a guess at how much it cost? Well, like your average, if I think about the playground around me, that's probably cost about 1.2 mil. That, yeah, I'd say that's about 1.2 mil. If that's the four mil, four mil for that. Um, what do you reckon? I think you get a lot for four mil. I think your standard council park playground probably costs about 50 grand. So I Fucking hell, really? Yeah. 50 grand? Councils are cash-strapped. Some can. Some it depends on the equipment you choose, but some can be that. All right. Yeah. So no, this, the no, greatest playground ever, you're saying four, Joe? Yeah, Alnwick. Right. Okay. Four mil. Okay, I'm going to say 4.1 mil, then anything higher than that, I've won. <laughs> Reportedly, fifteen and a half million pounds. Fifteen and a half. What's we... fucking better be good? <laughs> yeah. So what we? Can... What's it got? I can show you. Yeah, a picture of it. To do it, talk, if you talk it, to it rather, it than has. Picture. It basically it has. It's the largest single piece play equipment that's ever been constructed, and it is made to look like a big, big castle. It's set in a huge amount of land that all the other bits around it they've made. It's, it's supposed to represent like an all-year-round Christmas. So there's like a fairy zone, a Nordic tree zone, a, a goblin zone, and a, an elf zone. And then it's just surrounded by this huge, huge uh, single-structure castle, which has all lots of different play elements both in it and out and, and all around. So it's just phenomenal. Fifteen so. and a half million pounds on a fucking playground how many kids can use it at any one time I think hundreds I think it's that big I think it's it's probably the sort of similar size to a, a, a block of flats around you know it, it's it's ginormous I'd say it's over 100 feet tall it's huge has it changed the game for playground design I think with 
some aspects of it with those with anything like that. Whenever you build a big building, there's always someone that's going to want to build a bigger building, and it's going to. So those structures like that, that you know, the the companies that that make those type of towers and, and things like that, where obviously I work in sort of specialist education and, and play, that I don't think I will ever create something like... I'd love to, but I don't think I will. But I think that we'll always see someone get bigger and better. There's lots of parks in the US or in, in the Middle East, or there's one in Sydney as well, that are vast in terms of their size. But in terms of that single piece, I think someone's going to raise the bar again. Maybe the next time that Dubai has a little revamp, you'll probably it's see gonna something Dubai, out there. It's going to be the it's Middle gonna, East. Yeah, I, my brain went there immediately just mm. because that's where, you know, they always try to do, go bigger and better but yeah all, so the UK at the moment can boast the world's most expensive and longer, largest single play structure is there anything about your job that isn't fun everything you've described <laughs> you've described such fun about you, you're basically a giant kid that gets to yeah. design all yeah, these yeah. things or talk about stuff with people my kids will tell people that I colour in for a living you know it's that you know I, I really get to use my imagination every day it is really fun but days like today where the weather's horrible and I'm out and I'm surveying a site and I've gone through two pairs of trousers and a pair, you know, my second pair of boots because, you know, mud's coming up over the top of them and things like that. It, you know, it can be very wet. If I'm going to projects, I, you know, travel quite a lot and, you know, I, sometimes I, you know, stay away and, and whatever. So, you know, those sides of things are quite hard. Um, I think sometimes as well when you're, um, when you're out and about and, you know, you, you're taking a, you've gone to a farm park, for example, and you're, you're right on the other side of a farm park and um, you're, you're trying to measure up an area. And what the farm park are doing is they're using goats to cut the grass. And, <laughs> and then you think, oh, do you know what? I need a really nice wide aspect photograph of here that, you know, when I start putting the design together, I can sort of show the representation of where it will sit. So you sort of climb up a bit of existing equipment and you're sat there and all of a sudden, goat comes over just stands there and looks at you and you're kind of like shoo, 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 shoo you know, get yourself back down. I mean, I'm not scared of goats but the, it was pretty your, big Your goat. eyes are telling me a different no, story. No, it was quite a big goat yeah. but it made a noise. Another goat turned up. What? Yeah, yeah. So a little bleat went out from the goat and another goat turned up and then... Um, Silence you know, of the goats. It was like, um, no, 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 birds. You know the Alfred Hitchcock film yes. Birds where they all just oh, descend? Yeah, yeah so... But, 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 but goats. goats. So by... About five minutes later, there's about 30 goats... 30? ...stood around the bottom of this play structure. <laughs> now, it looked like I was performing to an auditorium <laughs> of goats, but I couldn't get down because every time I tried to go somewhere else... You're scared of goats. The goat... I'm not scared. Yeah. Okay, well, we're, I'm scared of goats. Uh, so every time I tried to move round to another part, the goats just came round. And they're only looking at what you're doing, but I had to ring the, the owner of the farm park. Who Excuse sort of, me. Yeah, could you mind coming and moving your goats? Because uh, I can't get down... Uh, and then just like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. And they just turn up with their bucket of feed and all the goats go away again. And, and it was nice and safe. So as as fun as using your imagination and doing those things, yeah, there there have been have been some moments, icy cold mornings and out and slipping in playgrounds and other bits and pieces. But, you know, generally I can't, you know, when you weigh up the good and the bad of, uh, of doing this, it's amazing. It is, the, it is the best job. What's nice as well is going back and seeing people use your play equipment, um, seeing children that you know haven't had the opportunities to play in the way that they are now. There was a play park in, I've done one at a holiday, a campsite in Dorset, where we went back and stayed as a family just for a couple of nights in the summer holidays. But we were there, it was a beautiful summer's evening. They put on like a, a music festival type thing for everyone that was staying. It was all hay bales and cider, it was all brilliant. But we were sat and I just turned around and there was like 60 kids playing on the on the play equipment. That's so good. 
So, they were, you know, and you just think, we did that. You've done that, yeah. And that's really nice. And then when you look at some of the special needs stuff as well that we do. So one of the towers that in Brighton, there's a school in Brighton where we've created a tower that allows children in wheelchairs to go up to the same height that people would climb up to. So they can go up a series of ramps to climb up to, and it's right on the top of the, uh, the hill before you come down into Brighton, uh, Milo area. Yeah. Uh, but you, when you're at the top of the tower, there's like a gallery viewing platform so they can look out over the whole of the Brighton landscape. Brilliant. So when you create things like that and you can see what impact it has on kids and their lives and their physical activity, which is what we want to create, it's just, it's just the best thing to do in the world. Have you ever had, Chris, any suspicious looks as a grown man <laughs> hanging around playgrounds? <laughs> there must oh, be one or two. Obviously, I want to say no, because that's... But yes, it has happened. There were two occasions, <laughs> one of which was hilarious, because it was like, um, you know the film Big? Mm. Yeah. So One of my favourites. Oh, it's the Fantastic. best. It's the best. So I, I've been described as like the guy from Big as well in the yeah. part of Tom Hanks, the yeah. character that I just play for, you know, for a living. That's what I do. But there's, you know, obviously the bit in the film where he turns from the little kid into the adult or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the top of a, a tower. It's got big sides around it. So you can't sort of see who's up there already. And I'm up there and I'm changing one of the bolts and a cap on the bolt. So I'm crouched down with a, with a ratchet and spanner and, and, and fixing it around This like is that. in working hours, right? This, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, no, this, right, is, okay, this right. is in the weekend. Yeah. And then behind me, uh, a little kid arrives, a little boy, a little toddler. And I was just like, oh, hello, what are you doing here? And then I stood up inside the tower to the parents literally holding their coffees that have seen their toddler go up to the tower, go through a tunnel, and then they got to the other end of the tunnel, and then there's coffee. me. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and they're both the look on their faces as if to say, like... Is big real? <laughs> yeah. How has that happened? And I'll be like, oh, hi. Yeah, I'm just here to, to, to inspect the, uh, the play equipment. Or, or tell you that, fucking hell. Yeah. Our son's had a really tough paper round <laughs> yeah. here. That's, you know what you should have said? When you stood up, you should have waved them and gone, hello, mum, hello, dad. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was that quick-witted. I wish I was to be able to do that. And, and the other times that have happened... I though, love but... that sketch. That <laughs> yeah. What the fuck has gone on yeah or something you know where you know i'm in the play again just inspecting you're just pushing the swing with no one on it because you're checking the that's mechanism look, that's weird and you're making sure it's working so you're pushing with the basket swing you're really pushing it to make sure that all the fixings are tight everything's right it's nice and safe and there was a mum that bought her two kids they got to the gate they saw me on my own pushing the swing <laughs> they just turned around on their heels and went straight back out again that's one of the most menacing so, images i think i've ever heard of i think it's worse than the swing moving on it's actually just just yeah it's the <laughs> I can imagine the concentration. Yeah, of the course. Paint, like. Yeah, because I'm concentrating. Because oh, yeah, I'm making sure that I'm looking at all the different components that need to be safe, and so I'm not thinking about who's out there and watching. It's all well and good you building all these lovely playgrounds for everyone, but if parents keep seeing you on your own, <laughs> fucking pushing the swing with we no said, one in it, no. So what I've got, no one's going to use it. No, that's right. So what I've got now, I've got a, I've got a sign. You know, like that you put out <laughs> with the wet floor sign. So Which you just say not a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> Play. Oh, oh, oh. What the fuck is the matter with you? What is the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Is something wrong with you? It just says There's a lot wrong with you. Playground inspector on site. <laughs> that would be a better one. Ziffy's <laughs> cos. Yeah, that, yeah, cause that's the sign he's gonna have, is it? I'm not a nonce. DBS checked. Don't worry. 
<laughs> Park is open. But don't worry, I'm designing a fucking slide up an elephant's a noose whilst I wait. Oh, for fuck's sake, you've hurt me. You've hurt my dummy. Oh, fuck's sake. In terms of the stuff that you've made, yes. Like, what's the what's the bit of kit or whole playground that you've made that you're most proud of that you can go that you go, this is what I've done. Yeah, this is what I, I, I think most projects. If I'm honest, you kind of you go back to and you look. Oh, at, humble. You're yeah, very humble, I'm just <laughs> all the work all of I do. Them, all of them. <laughs> I th- but I, <laughs> all the projects are great. But um, I think that it's it, the projects that have taken a long time and the kids have been involved with. Um, there's a project in Surrey that's that I think we started in 2016 the first designs of it and it had taken you know obviously COVID had slowed stuff down but in terms of coming and then going into the school and presenting you know how where all the timber comes from what we do in the factory how Sovereign makes all the different components for all the different parts of the play equipment what the teams do on site we had little communication boards for the kids that they could write questions so when they see the guys doing the installations the guy, kids can write questions saying why are you doing that overnight we'd write back and just that whole project as a whole was was you know amazing to from from concept ideas at the very beginning all the way through to the very end when you get that letter from you know you get letters from the kids saying thank you and you know things like that it's just yeah it's amazing it's really that, that, that that's probably my favorite any special needs projects as well they're just really close to my heart having a background in special needs education you know in, in working in that environment before working in this one um, that's kind of any special needs project that I come across. I'm always kind of you know, throwing myself into making sure that we can create the best space for their, you know, for for them. Isn't that Joe the most fantastic job that you're making all these kids not just happy once, not just happy twice or three times a year, but literally every day that kid goes to the playground having the most amazing time. I honestly didn't think a playground designer would be able to come on here and talk the way you've talked <laughs> at at the depth that you've spoken in terms of there's more to just a playground than just kids trying to kill time or killing time with the kids for half an hour or whatever. The amount of development that... It's obvious to me now that you've described all the child development that it can help with. It's just been brilliant to hear. As, along with some of the weird great wall of vaginas that you're gonna <laughs> that you're gonna produce for me. We're gonna make <laughs> me and Tom. Yeah, great um, design of that. You've been fucking brilliant, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Joe. thanks, Tom. Legend. It's been great. Joe, what a very nice man Chris was. And also what an amazing job. I want that job. It seems like you could just be a giant child for the rest of your life and design, literally be Tom Hanks in that film. I'd love it. And not only was he a lovely bloke with a fantastic job, what about what he said to us about the show after? How much he's listened to it from the very start and he thinks that the show allows people to see not only like how interesting people are, but also the things that people could do. Things people could do. So things job we've people... never thought of. It was crazy. So you could listen to the show and you could think, as he said to us afterwards, before we said goodbye to him, that you don't have to go and work in a call centre or if you don't want to go to college, you don't have to go to college. All these people that we speak to are examples of the ridiculous, crazy, wonderful, strange jobs there are out there that you could do. Oh, he was great. Really finished it off for me. It was great. Well, Joe, it is now less than a week until we're back at the Clapham Grand recording... Things people did. 
We've got two absolute dreamy comedians joining us next week. Joe, we have number one. Mike Babbins. And number two. Jen Brister. Ryan has sent through both their previous jobs lists. Joe, there are some absolute crackers on there. There are still a few tickets left. They are dead cheap. Where can people buy these dead cheap tickets, Joe? You can find the link in the episode description and I still can't get over how cheap they are. It's £15 and 5 pence. I know it's annoying, but it's annoyingly cheap. Mm, it's ludicrous, Joe. Unto the Clapham Grand. Unto, 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 once more unto the Clapham Grand. Once more to the Grand. Grande. Onwards. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.